This podcast is sponsored by Primal Kitchen Restaurants, providers of fast, casual dining experiences where taste and the freshest ingredients always come first. To learn more about franchise opportunities, visit PrimalKitchenRestaurants.com. That's PrimalKitchenRestaurants.com. The following Mark's Daily Apple article was written by Mark Sisson and is narrated by Brock Armstrong. Why camping is so great. The benefits of spending time in the great outdoors. I've always loved to camp. From my early days as a kid growing up in Maine, where it seemed like everyone camped, to my death-defying adventures with Outward Bound in the wilds of New England as a teen, to my new current setup running a business in the Malibu Hills, I've always been a camper. Even when I dedicated my life to endurance training and had little time for anything else, I always made it a point to get away to the woods with the family for a few nights whenever I could. The reasoning was basic. It was relaxing, enjoyable, decompressing, and just plain fun. And that's why most people camp. It just feels right, doesn't it? But, as is always the case, there's more to it. Things that feel right, or taste right, often have distinctly positive physiological effects. So, why is camping so great? Why, even today, do campsites at Lake Tahoe or Yosemite disappear upon release faster than a Taylor Swift concert seat? If you're a skeptic of camping, be sure to listen on, and I'm sure I'll win you over by the end. It's a rapid departure from your regular life without costing a fortune. It'd be great if everyone could travel the world every time they had a little PTO saved up. But for most folks, going abroad or even to another city in their country is cost prohibitive. There's the plane ticket, there's the passport, there's the lodging, the meals, the attractions, the ever-presence of locals whose entire livelihood depends on getting you to spend money. If you can swing it, and with smart planning most people actually can, world travel is awesome and helpful and invigorating, but it can be just as world-changing to drive a few hours out of the city to a place where you can lay your tent down, start a campfire, and gaze up at the universe. And a whole lot less expensive. It's complete immersion in green space. Remember that podcast I did on the many benefits of spending time in or near green spaces like forests, parks, and nature in general? Yeah, go listen to that again, and then realize that camping is living in those green spaces. As such, the benefits will be magnified. It can improve your sex life. (laughs) Sex is extremely primal, more so than grass-fed beef even, and if we're in a position to have it with a willing partner for whom we care, we should get as much as we both want. It's a healthy, enjoyable habit. Unfortunately, we've managed to muck it up with cultural constructs of shame and inhibition and confusion that leave most people frustrated and dissatisfied with their sex lives. Sex is sacred, but many of us don't get enough. One potential way to improve is to go camping with your partner. 
In one study, 500 couples from the UK rated their sex life before and after a three-night camping trip. Before the trip, 47% were having sex once a month, 28% once a week, 23% once a year, and only 2% every day. During the trip, most of the couples improved their sex lives, with over half reporting having sex, quote, a lot more often, end quote, and 37% doubling their sex intake. As to the causes, 45% reported fewer distractions, 37% reported fewer worries, 9% said it was increased physical proximity, 7% the earlier bedtime, and for 2% of the couples, just being outdoors was enough to increase their friskiness. It interrupts hyperconnectivity. We cycle through apps and sites on an endless loop, from Twitter to Facebook to Reddit to email to Huffington Post to nutritional message boards to MDA and back to Twitter, switching to a new one and consuming the last one's content until we arrive back where we started, teeming with fresh updates. It doesn't end. The stream of information is always there, buzzing at your hip, promising respite from the boredom of your mind. Camping is a nice way to force that interruption because, well, Verizon, T-Mobile, etc. haven't found it productive to beam their signals that far into the wilderness. If you insist on bringing your phone along, because let's face it, you probably will, take a Bluetooth speaker too and use it to play music. Don't fritter away time staring at the screen hoping for a 4G signal that <laughs> never arrives. Don't be the guy climbing trees just to get a bar. Be the guy who climbs trees just to climb trees. Load up some tunes beforehand and maybe take a few pictures and nothing else. You can also track your step count on those hikes you'll be taking since most phones these days can do that while set on airplane mode. When you remove the possibility of connectivity, you realize that being with yourself in the moment isn't so scary after all. It can be particularly restorative for cancer survivors. A recent review of the evidence found that exposure to nature has many benefits for cancer survivors. It can enhance the quality of life for breast cancer survivors, increase the ability of survivors to concentrate their attention, attentional fatigue is common in this group, provide a source of self-esteem and belonging for children and adolescent cancer survivors, and reduce state anxiety with the state being recent survivor of cancer. Although the review wasn't centered specifically on camping, camping is the most user-friendly way to immerse oneself in nature for an extended period of time, and the results should apply here. It's a shortcut to mindfulness. If you're anything like me, formal meditation doesn't work. I can sometimes do guided meditations, but even then, sitting still gets tough. And quite often, I'll just fall asleep, which is fine, but not the point. Many people find that 
Forced meditation works far better than free meditation, where instead of sitting and paying attention to breath or a mantra or whatever, you just do something that necessitates mindfulness. To me and millions of others, camping is one such thing. When you camp, you have to be there. I already mentioned the lack of connectivity to social media and the phone, and that's a big reason it helps center the awareness. But there's also the stillness of the outdoors. You're not contending with car horns or alarms or that couple fighting next door or cat fights at night and the din of traffic and general urbanity. You're hearing the buzzing of insects, the song of a bird, the crackle of the fire. These are qualitatively different sounds. Rather than interrupt, they raise awareness. They don't intrude, they enrapture. They bring attention to the present moment. And when night falls, and you all sit around in that circle, the campfire becomes your entire world. It enforces a healthy bedtime. How many of you stay up late, despite reading all the studies and all the posts that stress the utter importance of a good night's sleep? Heck, I write the things and I stay up a little too late too sometimes. Camping takes care of that for you by resetting your circadian rhythm. It's going back home. Leaving concrete and cell phone towers and suburbs and traffic-choked roads and jobs behind to hang out in the woods for a few days isn't just eliminating a source of stress, it's returning to our ancestral ecosystem. And once you get over the bugs and the dust and you get the tent set up and figure out a way to live with the mosquitoes, it really does feel like home. And now, how to do it right. Cook good food. Don't rely on freeze-dried garbage and Pop-Tarts or the gluten-free equivalent, which I'm sure exists. Take the time to prep some great food. Go shopping and procure some solid cookware that you're willing to get a little dirty and banged up. You can do some surprisingly gourmet cooking over a fire. Cast iron is your friend here. Next, bring plenty of firewood. You gotta have that fire raging, or at least moderately so. Don't run out. And you need enough firewood for breakfast, too. Next, don't bring LED lamps. You're camping to escape all the artificial light we bathe ourselves in, so don't ruin things by turning on the purest white LED once the darkness falls. Stick to fire for your light. And finally, do at least two nights, but preferably three or more. One night of camping is a nice getaway, particularly if that's all you can do. But to really get the camping effect, make it a two or three nighter. And if you really want to reset everything, make it a full week. All right, that's about it. The rest of it boils down to gathering some friends, making the reservation, or finding a place that's first come, first served. And just doing it. So, go do it. How do you like to camp? Where do you like to camp? If you haven't already camped, are you going to? Let me know over at MarksDailyApple.com. Thanks for listening, everyone. Hey, this is Mark Sisson from Mark's Daily Apple. At my blog, I talk a lot about healthy eating and why what tastes good should also be good for you. That's why I created Primal Kitchen Made. 
the first avocado oil-based mayonnaise that contains only the most nutrient-dense, all-natural ingredients. With avocado oil, organic cage-free eggs, vinegar derived from non-GMO beets, and a dash of salt, you can use Primal Kitchen Mayo with reckless abandon. While supplies last, if you go to primalblueprint.com and enter free book at checkout, you'll receive a free copy of my famous Healthy Sauces, Dressings, and Toppings cookbook, along with your purchase of any three-pack of Primal Kitchen Mayo. Healthy Mayo? Hey, who knew? Who knew?